From somewhere in Northeast Indiana, Mike Davidson lives. And now your host of the podcast, Mike Davidson. Well, yes, Mr. Rob Roop, thank you very much to me, Mike. Very caffeinated. This is Mike Davidson Lives. Thanks for downloading this uh, latest episode, hanging out with me for about half an hour. As uh, I try to get to as much as I can in the time allotted. Now, before I get too far along, I do want to thank all those who reached out to me and those who reached out to my wife, especially about the passing of her beloved Phoebe the cat. Uh, Phoebe, uh, we had to let go of her, say goodbye to her. Uh, this past Thursday, last week, um, very heartbreaking, and my wife had had her for 14 years. I had known Phoebe myself for damn near 11. Great cat, wonderful animal, and uh, I paid tribute to her last episode of this podcast and led off with a tribute to her, and uh, my wife listened to it the next day. She said it was, it was very touching what I did, but I, I for, it, this happens... This happens every time I do a podcast because I have a list of things I want to get to and I talk about them and then either I forget to bring up a story or I forget to bring up um, a side story or a point or whatever and this happened with Phoebe. There is an incident and this was in the first year of us dating that we will call Tornado Radio Station Cat Story. Okay. I'm not going to tell it to you now, but I forgot to tell it last podcast. And so what I'm thinking about is one of these days getting uh, some former radio colleagues from uh, Kokomo, one or two, maybe even more, uh, to join me on an episode. We talk about our weather experiences on radio. And uh, I talk about the time I brought Phoebe to the radio station during a storm. Yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of funny. And somehow I did not... I did not run afoul of the FCC, but that's a story for another time. And I'm thinking about thinking about it right now. It's making me laugh. I know this is an unfair tease because I'm going on to other things like the Fourth of July and me being stupid. I mean, we did grill out, we did um, shoot off fireworks, but I was not in the best of moods because uh, earlier in the day, I decided to mow our yard, both front and back edge our sidewalks and house and uh, do, do a little grass clipping blowing with the leaf blower and then i decided to do the same routine with my mother-in-law's house just uh three houses down completed both tasks in three hours but it was ungodly hot and i suffered from heat exhaustion and therefore was a uh, complete wet blanket throughout the day <laughs> i uh, it's it's one of those uh bad traits of mine where I overdo it, where I feel like I have to do everything or uh, attempt to do everything. And it seemed like a good idea at the time. And when I got done, I was like, yeah, it looks great. But then the sunburn sets in, the dehydration sets in. It's not fun. And it took me a bit to, to recover today. So, um, but uh, rest assured, we got through the 4th of July okay, as did uh, Joey Chestnut, who actually lives in uh, Westfield, Indiana, just north northwest of Indy, I think, Westfield. No, 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 wait, that's, I'm, I'm getting all my northern burbs of Indianapolis all mixed up here, I'm sorry, uh, but he resides in Westfield, he lives somewhere north of Indy, uh, he was out in Coney Island once again, and he is now the 16 champ, time champ of hot dog eating, uh, Nathan's world famous hot dogs, um, th th there was some confusion with that uh, the other, yesterday, or 
yeah, it was yesterday. I'm recording this Wednesday night. It was yesterday um, because they said that the, uh, the competition was canceled due to inclement weather. Uh, but then it was revealed, okay, no, it's not canceled. It's just a two-hour delay. And then, um, you know, two hours later, uh, he puts away 62 wieners in 10 minutes. Uh, take that, lady cop from Tennessee. Uh, but 62 hot dogs in 10 minutes, that's, um, I, th- I did the math like that is uh, a hot dog uh, less than 9.7 seconds at a time. That takes some concentration. That takes, uh, you know, that takes a lot of uh, nerve-wracking chews and swallows because you have to be fast and you don't want to die doing this. Uh, but uh, now that that's behind him, He's setting his uh, sights on three other records I'm looking at, and uh, not one of them includes world's biggest bowel movement. But you know, uh, you know who else was a 16-time world champ? Ric Flair. And I'm thinking, you know, they got to get together, um, and Ric Flair needs to eat like 16 hot dogs, or uh, he needs to eat more than 16 hot dogs. He needs to uh, prove uh, to be the man, beat the man. And right now, the man being uh, Joey Chestnut, you know, with. Uh, with his uh, eating prowess there. Uh, one thing that you'll probably not eat anytime soon, Ben and Jerry's ice cream. You know, 4th of July holiday weekend, what better time to uh, go on Twitter and talk about how we have stolen land from Native Americans and we need to start giving it back. And, and when you hear something like start, give it back, that means there will be no end to this. So you just give everything back and then and thus there's no country. Uh, but they uh, they started off saying we need to give back Mount Rushmore, and of course uh, Twitter erupted and uh, ratioed this stupid tweet. But uh, I got news for people out there: uh, Ben and Jerry's has always been Hippieville, USA. I mean, they they are the hippies of ice cream. So you know they're they're not going to apologize for that. First of all, um, secondly, there, I mean, there's been some calls for like a Bud Light type of um, boycott. And I don't doubt that there's going to be people that look at that tweet and say, you know what, adios, yeah, I don't need you guys in my freezer. Um, but I don't think it's going to hit to the point like Bud Light because um, Bud Light was a little more universal in its appeal. A blue-collar beer for the most part. Something, okay, if you're on the boat on the lake on the weekend, yeah, you and your buddies, despite your politics, you sit around and drink it. Whereas, you know, Ben and Jerry's, I mean... Uh, yeah, for th- that's for the class that's uh, a little more highbrow and a little more um, caring, if you will, than those who buy Edie's ice cream. By the way, I, I like Edie's, so I'm not insulting Edie's. I'm just saying Ben and Jerry's, yeah, there might be some pushback, but I don't see the um, the boycott. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. And if I am, okay, whatever. <laughs> But yeah, if if you if you guys are so damn concerned about uh, Native American land stolen, you guys feel free to give back the land that your headquarters is built on. Uh, you know your factories, your warehouses. In fact, the mansions that you guys live in. You go ahead and uh, just give that to them and become homeless heroin addicts in San Francisco. Okay, until we give that back to Native Americans. More on San Fran here in just a little bit. But yeah, you just talk about. You just talk about a bunch of joy kills, and they're and they make ice cream, and ice cream is supposed to be you know joyful. Uh, something that has not been joyful in the month of July: box office returns. That, namely for uh, movies like The Flash. Well, I mean that was released a few weeks ago, and it's already out of a thousand 
or so theatres. Uh, Indy 5 has bombed here. It is bombed in China. So what lays ahead for movies um, this uh, this summer? Well, there's Barbie, and I'm sure that's going to win its weekend when it comes out. But uh, there's already been some uh, inkling that there's going to be some politics involved uh, with this movie. I guess um, uh, that one chick... Uh, uh, from Saturday Night Live that people say, oh yeah, she's funny, but no one ever goes and sees her movies. She plays ugly Barbie in this, and it's all about, uh, you know, questioning gender roles and stuff. So, yeah, once uh, once it makes its money and then people realize, oh my God, we've been suckered punched, I'm, I'm sure the word of mouth will get around to people. Uh, there's Oppenheimer. And by the way, I, I take this as an encouraging side. Uh, my wife was asking if I wanted to go see it, and I, I, I do want to go see it, but... Uh, she was a little more on the fence, but now that she's asked that, I'm thinking she's coming with me, which will make things a little less awkward, but that's going to be a three-hour movie. I think that movie does okay. I don't know how it's going to do ultimately uh, in terms of Oscar buzz, in terms of box office, but I think it'll do okay. Mission Impossible 6 has a bunch of strange, crazy-ass stunts in it, and Tom Cruise is big into that sort of thing. I think it's going to do a lot better than people think it will. Especially uh, with the goodwill that uh, Tom Cruise has earned with Top Gun Maverick. People trust this dude with their money. They want to be entertained, and they shall be, from the looks of things with Mission Impossible 6. And I think he kind of takes a dig at uh, some of the streaming platforms because uh, an algorithm is involved in the plot for Mission Impossible 6. See how that goes. But... uh, one movie in particular kind of standing out here. Uh, this was actually released last year at a film festival, and it's uh, been released this week. It's called Sound of Freedom. It stars uh, Jim Caviezel from Passion of the Christ, and it's about child sex trafficking and uh, this, uh, this FBI agent trying to save this little girl in South America. And it's gotten some pretty good word of mouth. Uh, it's a semi-Christian movie, and it's actually got uh, some of the liberal... Uh, film critics have given it some pricing. This is a pretty intense movie. Uh, but here's what's very interesting about it. Uh, it's got like a $12 million budget, which ain't nothing. Ain't nothing in Hollywood nowadays. $12 million, that's a drop in the bucket. Uh, but I was looking at some numbers for uh, for the release of this thing, and uh, I guess the pre-sale for these movie, uh, movie tickets is $10 million. Now, the budget's $12 million. That's still $2 million short, and you got to take in the fact, okay, there needs to be some promotional stuff, blah, blah, blah. But I'm thinking its break-even point, uh, you know, will be toppled pretty easy, and this thing will actually make some money. And I'm not necessarily saying that you need to start making more faith-based movies, but you need to be more diverse in, uh, in your storytelling and, of course, being a little more frugal when it comes to the pocketbook. And this was something that I pointed out with... Uh, uh, the Critical Drinkers video not too long ago because he talked about how like uh, all these big blockbusters that have a very high break-even point, like $800 million because of you know budgets, because of promotional costs, because of backhanded deals, backdoor deals. And all these studios are putting their eggs into very few baskets that are very freaking expensive instead of, okay, spreading it out a little bit. Moderately budgeted movies... Let's see how uh, this does. Let's do a Western. Let's do a romance movie. Let's do uh, this kind of movie. Now they're going, okay, this has to be another reboot. This has to be another Batman. This has to be old-ass Indiana Jones. Let's see how this does. 
here you have this little movie, uh, Sound of Freedom with Jim Caviezel, and it looks like this thing will turn a profit. And that's the lesson you should take away from here. You don't have to spend out the ass to make a movie that's not going to do well like The Flash or Indiana Jones. And the fact is, uh, Jim Caviezel, not super old like Harrison Ford, and not a complete psychopath like Ezra Miller, he's actually kind of likable. So I think, uh, like I said, that, that also plays into it. Uh, but Sound of Freedom out this week. We'll see how that plays ultimately in movie theaters. Uh, it will be no, by no means a big flop like Indy 5 or um, or uh, <laughs> The Flash. I'm already forgetting that movie. Speaking of MI6, uh, one of the stars of that movie, Simon Pegg. Uh, you know, I, I like him. Uh, he's done... Uh, the, movies with Edgar Wright and uh, and his uh, acting buddy Nick Frost and you know you might remember them from uh, Hot Fuzz End of the World or, no uh, I'm forgetting the name of that movie At the World's End that's it yeah uh, both great movies one being a, a take on um, you know big budget action cop movies the other one uh, Alien Invasion Thriller both funny but I think what brought him to the dance was Shaun of the Dead. Great take on uh, the zombie genre. A lot of love, a lot of satire with that. And uh, it was a great poke at uh, modern culture back then, which back then is like, what, 2004, 2005? And it still rings true today, especially with the mobile phone set. Yo. Uh, but he said in this uh, one of the press junkets that there is just no point in doing Shaun of the Dead 2. Now, he has talked with Edgar Wright about doing another movie uh, that will probably be a satire, but it's not going to be Shaun of the Dead 2. And as long as he holds to his word and says no to truckloads of money, uh, I salute Simon Pegg for that. Because like I said, the movie made its points already about how tuned out people are when it comes to uh, big time events or just day-to-day living and uh, it would just it would seem counterproductive to do a movie with the same characters, the same type of storyline, uh, as if there was no growth from this. Like, oh, okay, he's he's oblivious again. Oh, there's flesh eating zombies again. Yeah, it's it's best to move on and do other creative projects. And not everything needs a reboot. Not everything needs a sequel. I think Simon Pegg, Shaun of the Dead, uh, is just a solid movie, and I love breaking that out every Halloween season. All right, so moving on from that to uh, the breaking of the streamers, uh, Paramount Plus, um, Max, uh, Disney Plus. They're, they're all kind of canceling shows, removing them from their services uh, because they find out that, uh, yay, the subscription costs or the subscription fees not covering the cost of making these shows and movies. And HBO kind of reading um, the writing on the wall, and they, they just they just did the Max app, and of course, that's not been too successful. But they're allowing some of their older shows to get back out and be streamed on other places, places that have higher subscription numbers, like I don't know Netflix, shows like Six Feet Under and Band of Brothers. Coming to Netflix uh, here in the coming months. And for somebody that's already uh, got a bunch of subscriptions to some streaming platforms who does not have a Max um, uh, subscription and probably will not get one, uh, and it's someone who has not seen Band of Brothers yet. I mean, I remember it being on like one of the cable networks, uh, but I was like, I don't want to watch this censored. 
I'm looking forward to it. I am looking forward to uh, more streamers crumbling and uh, Hulu and Netflix getting more and more of these shows. Uh, but it is an older show. It's been out for a while. It's not like you're getting anything new. But then again, what is HBO offering that's newer that is just driving eyeballs? I mean, I remember, uh, I, I'm old enough to remember when Westworld was a popular and amazing show. And now that's not even on their damn platform because that show is a piece of shit. Uh, by the way, uh, Adele, I saw this, um, and I guess this is in light of uh, was a week or two ago when that crazy woman in London threw her uh, dead mother's ashes up on stage during a pink concert. Adele pretty much warned everybody in the audience that uh, if you throw anything up here, I will effing kill you. And then fired a t-shirt cannon into the crowd. Which, you know, that that that's what uh, befell Maude Flanders, as you recall. But, uh, yeah, she's she's taking no shit from anybody, Adele. So don't, don't go there throwing uh, uh, the remains of your long-lost relatives because then they will be long-lost and then you, you probably become a pile of ashes yourself. Uh, speaking of ashes and burning yourself, all right, this is kind of showing where the current generation is, the, uh, the current younger generation is, in terms of expectation. Uh, this isn't just a uniquely American thing, because, uh, I, I mean, I do have one a story here from Texas. I got a story here from New Zealand, both involving uh, the food service industry and uh, work ethic and what is expected. And it's it's kind of sad, um, and and it kind of it kind of plays into the intention whore mentality. This first story people have with TikTok and all these viral videos. Uh, the one that's uh, big recently. This came out in New Zealand. This teenager decided to get on his phone. He was uh, working at McDonald's, or as they call it over in uh, New Zealand, Macacas, Macas, Macacas. I it's Macas, not Macacas. Uh, you got a bigger problem if it was called Macacus, but uh, he was in the he was in the back, and his manager said, "Hey, hey, I need you to do these dishes. I need you to clean these pans, these this fryer equipment." And rather than do what he was told, rather than do what he's paid to do, he decided to get up on his phone, his TikTok video, and uh, bitch about it to uh, all these people. And he goes, "You know what? I quit." And of course, uh, the manager hears him and he says, "You can't do that. I need you, you know." doing all this stuff and um, there was another employee in the back room going yeah F that man and uh, I guess he said on his way out catch you on the flip side bitch before he left so he's a very respectable young man now I get it fast food not not the ideal career path but you're a teenager so you don't have a lot of career options this is what uh, gets you that work experience first of all secondly here you are working at McDonald's, and rather, rather than you know, bite your lip, do your job, go home, put in the effort to find another job. When you find a better job that pays better, put in your two weeks notice and be professional as hell and build up a connection that can recommend you for future jobs down the line. You decide to show your ass on TikTok and show uh, just how willing you are to put in the effort. It's not McDonald's that you showed, bro. It's it's basically you. You showed your true colors. 
uh, you showed you you're just uh, you would rather goof off, dick around, and uh, try to be popular and famous, which you are for these brief 15 minutes. But it goes back to that whole South Park episode when they were talking about uh, YouTube vi views and clicks. And this uh, South Park episode I'm referencing is 15 years old, just about. Still relevant today. Yeah, you can't monetize that. All these people, all these anonymous eyeballs that are liking and clicking your shit, they're going to forget about you here at the end of the week. And they're going to go on to the next video, the next TikTok video, the next YouTube video. And you're going to be wondering uh, why I have such a shitty job later on in your life. It's a hard lesson to learn. So there's that guy in New Zealand. And we go to Texas for this one. I will, If I don't have it posted now, I will hear by the end of the week. Because there's only so much I can post at a time before people are like, okay, enough's enough. But uh, this will be on the Mike Davidson Facebook page. Um, another video that's gone viral. I think this was a doorbell cam that caught this texas doordash delivery driver pulls up to this house delivers a pizza the pizza is twenty dollars the person who gets the twenty dollar pizza gives him a five dollar tip that is a 25 percent tip 18 percent is considered decent this is percentages here i'm not talking about dollars i'm talking about the percentage of the product that was delivered here so, 25% tip, five bucks. And this dude has the balls to say, well, this house looks a little nice. Maybe you should tip a little more. And, the, of course, the the woman, or the, I think that, yeah, just, what? what? What are you talking about? I tipped you. I tipped you 25%. Oh, you should have tipped me more, blah, blah, blah. And he gets caught on camera just throwing this hissy fit. And, of course, those who run DoorDash, fire him and guess what dude uh, you deserve to be fired but I guess this is tearing up the internet and I don't know how this is tearing up the internet because if you are somebody that's ordering food and you only have so much money to go around 25 percent is a pretty good one uh, but people are talking about how tipping has got out of hand like it's no longer the 18 percent you know you want people there's people that are saying well you could tip me 25 percent you could tip me 30 percent I mean, hell, you, you tip a cash register at some stores, smaller brick-and-mortar stores. People are just expecting you to tip, and not just tip, tip more. And then there's other people like, well, you know, uh, five bucks isn't going to cover the mileage and the gas. And it's like, well, that's the problem. If, uh, if this doesn't seem like a profitable endeavor for this person, he can, you know, stop driving. And if you're going to harass people about higher tips, guess what? They're going to... They're going to get this crazy-ass idea to go to the store themselves, buy the ingredients, cook the food, and there's not going to be anything ordered from the restaurants. There's not going to be anything delivered by these drivers. You're basically pricing yourself out of money. And again, we're talking about percentages of the price of the food being delivered. We're not talking about, oh, uh, he delivered a $20 pizza, here's $2. Yeah, $2 would seem cheap. But then again, if it's a tip... You can't really expect it. You can't expect high high tips every time you deliver. And if the guy before this woman that ordered the pizza didn't tip, it's not her responsibility to tip 10 bucks. And you can't look at somebody's house and go, gee, you know, if you can afford this, you don't know anything about their books. That's pretty damn presumptive. I mean, I just, 
I don't get this mentality. Yeah, jobs suck, but you have to work them. Yeah, you're not always going to get the money you want, but you know what? Be professional about it. Because if you're not, somebody's going to be like, well, that was rude. I'm not going to order again. I'm not going to go back to this restaurant again. And that's what's going to happen. Jesus, I don't, I just, I just don't get that mentality. But then again, uh, I, I'm a little more practical than most. All right, so uh, the ever continuing cesspool that is San Francisco uh, continue. <laughs> it's a scary. I don't know why I'm laughing, but it is. Um, there are women uh, waiting outside of schools for other kids to come on. They're picking up their kids, uh, and there's, I guess this place is called Stroll Alley, and it's allegedly in a good part of san francisco that's how a lot of these stories out of uh, san fran stars start now it's like oh this is a good part of san francisco well what's the crappy part of san fran but they're out there waiting for their kids to get out and they're being attacked by kids that are truant with baseball bats like they're getting mugged these moms they're getting their purses taken away in fact uh, one uh, one woman was pregnant didn't matter these teenagers are attacking them with bats and you're seeing a lot of this after 2020, after everything was uh, told to shut down and you're supposed to hide. Yeah, how did that work out for you? Uh, but it's now a Stanley Kubrick movie. This is a clockwork orange. And San Francisco's like, all is well, all is well. Uh, you know, you, murders aren't up that much, but it doesn't really matter because nobody's going into the city anymore. And those who are in the city, live in the city, uh, they're not getting any help. And... The, the the city council is blaming the police. Meanwhile, there are other parts of California that want, want uh, less policing to happen because they think that uh, harassing the homeless will only cause more homeless. This is the mentality that's going on in that state right now. And it is baffling to me as well. It's almost as bad as, uh, you know, quitting your job and acting like an asshole on uh, TikTok. But there it is. Maybe, maybe that New Zealand kid can just... Uh, I hit you right on a boat, come to California, and uh, and just live on the street. Attack attack pregnant women with a baseball bat because yeah, now it's all starting to make sense. This entitled thing. Well, if you're if you're waiting outside of school and you got a purse, uh, I'm entitled to some of that money. Give me or I'll hit you. Yeah, I haven't had that problem here in the Midwest, but then again, uh, I'm just a slack jaw yokel. All right. Uh, moving on to New York, another pleasant enclave. Uh, am I pronouncing this name right? I don't know. I haven't pronounced it yet. Austining, Austining, New York. Uh, there is a, a a female cop facing four charges of a false report and other such things because she claimed she claimed that she was being anonymously harassed by fellow cops, male cops with sexist comments and uh, she even showed investigators these harassing comments on her phones people are you know anonymously anonymously texting me and uh they're just i'm being harassed They're, they're coming after me well it turns out the anonymous numbers belonged to her she yeah she goes to the cops hey can you investigate where these number, where these harassing texts are coming from, and it turns out she was harassing herself the entire time, not thinking maybe they're going to figure this out with some of the equipment that they got. She actually played herself here, 
And it's amazing to me that uh, she actually passed the academy and was out there helping people like you and me. <laughs> well, in the state of New York, anyway. And uh, she was out there harassing herself. And she was uh, setting up this goodwill between her and her fellow officers. Bravo, lady. Bravo. I don't think she gets to keep her badge. Okay. Um, finally, wrapping it up with Wimbledon. Hot tennis talk. I guess they had some uh, issues this week with uh, just stop oil. These these guys are everywhere now. They're not just throwing food and crap at uh, uh, paintings and museums. They're out there throwing uh, gels and puzzle pieces out on the tennis court trying to stop you from using oil. And they, they halted a gay pride rally, a gay pride parade, I think, last week at somewhere in Europe, too. I mean, just that they're everywhere. They're harassing people. They want you to just stop oil using oil, and uh, they're wasting resources doing this. I said this before, and I'll say it again: they don't give a crap about art. They don't care, give a crap about sports. They'll do anything to ruin Western civilization, because without oil, there is no Western civilization. And I mean, you can't go to museums and look at stuff. You can't go to sporting events uh, until there's a better. Uh, until there's a better alternative that is more consistent in uh, in terms of uh, getting people from point A to point B, hard to beat the combustible engine. And uh, they're they're interrupting Wimbledon to do this. And I'm wondering, uh, from an from an energy standpoint, when they have to delay stuff and they have to keep the lights on later because uh, things got pushed around, how much conservation is really going on when uh, they're just effing up stuff? Oh, and uh, the last um, uh, the last story here. Uh, there's no sex in the quiet room at Wimbledon. I guess that's just kind of an area where uh, you you have a chair and some phone chargers. And I guess last year people went in there and were having rendezvous. Well, I mean, this is you know live sporting event just uh, coming fresh off of a pandemic. People haven't seen each other for a while. Haven't touched another person for a while. Why the hell not? I mean, what else is going to keep you awake there, tennis? Come on now. All right, with all that said and done, I'm done. Till next time, stay fresh, cheese bags. You've been listening to Mike Davidson Live. Be sure to check him out on social media. Like him at facebook.com backslash mdavidsonlives. Follow him on Twitter. Look for at davidsonlives.